Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Gamma Roundtable. Today, we'll be covering Gamma Super Monster, the final episode for the show era. Finally, my plate is done. We're done with it. I'm free. We've did it. I'm never asking for anything again. <laughs> Today, you're joined by me, Mulder, otherwise known as Faye, and done here once again. And Crash here, per usual. And today we are joined by a very special guest. A very special guest. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Cam. <laughs> so <Hi>. Cam. <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was actually a pretty good intro. By the way, everyone. <laughs> I don't know if I should tell them who I am or anything. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. Because I, I was I for, I I realized in our in our pre-recording. I forgot to ask you what you wanted to be called, so I was I hesitated for a second. <laughs> so so you saved me from that. By the way, just an FYI, I am no longer sick, but I still have a little bit of of a cough afterwards. So don't don't worry about it if you hear it. Anyways, so Cam, as you might know, every time we have a guest on, we ask them how they got into the subject of, of our season. It's because the subject of our season, this season duh oh my god i said an oxymoron <laughs> um uh, is gamera how did you get into gamera uh i got into gamera the same way i got into godzilla uh i used to ha hang out with my cousin a lot as a kid and uh he had a bunch of bootleg dvds of mystery science theater 3000 and so we spent a lot of time watching them cover like uh godzilla versus megalon and uh gamera versus Giran, and uh th so those two have a special place in my heart uh and yeah i i just love the cheesiness uh the crazy plots and super silly uh special effects and all that and then uh i would take my research to like youtube and stuff like that find out more about these movies and and here we are and i can't stop talking about them <laughs> no wonder you requested the silliest of all yes yes exactly <laughs> So yeah, the as I said, we are covering Gamera Super Monster today. Gamera Super Monster is from 1980, and it was the attempt to bring Gamera back. And uh, as I said, it didn't work. Well, <laughs> not said, but implied. But yeah, it, it didn't work out. So Crash, I'm going to put you on the spot again, because I like to do it. It's fun. Well, what would you give Gamera Super Monster out of 10? Out of ten, probably like a four to ten. <laughs> Are you? Oh my god! This is like sometimes you underrate, sometimes you overrate. Correct? What are you gonna give it? Like a negative forty-five out of ten? No, I would give it a <laughs> three out of ten. I, I, okay, whatever. I've explained my number ratings enough times. <laughs> Crash, cry, like, don't get on me. My number ratings, I literally don't think about them at all. Cam. What would you give it out out of ten? Um, I I I'd give it a one out of ten. I think this is like bottom <laughs> of the trail. worst you could possibly get. Like especially if you're like going through the shower era, like you're like you're binging through it movie after movie. This is just painful after even after everything that you that you've been through with like Zigra or Jagger or anything like that. Like this is just it, it's a it's a slog to get through. <laughs> yeah. I would kind of agree to a degree, but I think Zigger's a little more boring, but we'll get that in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, Ton, out of 10. I know you really hated this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with you and give it a 3 out of 10. And I'm going to be honest, the other two points are mostly from watching it with other people. <laughs> <laughs> I could not imagine watching this one by myself. Like I, Like I said, I feel like a lot of these are improved by watching with people, and this one was still a slog to a degree watching with people. This one and Zigra, I could not imagine watching alone. Mm -hmm. Well, I watched it alone last night, so... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no well, wonder no, it's so I, low. I, it, it took two sessions. I was like, alright, before I go to bed, let's let's watch the movie for the podcast, and then I couldn't do it. I went to bed, and I woke up this morning, and I finished it. Like, I I couldn't do it in one sitting. It, it was hard. <laughs> See, 
See, like, well, okay, real, real quick, I'll get into that in a second. Um, so yeah, this one was directed once again by Noriaki Yuasa. This would end up being his final Gamera movie. I know Noriaki Yuasa has his fans, but I have to say, in my opinion, kind of glad it was the last one that we have to cover on here. No offense to him. I think this kind of shows uh, the epitome of a mix of a budget and lack of bigger ideas that could sometimes happen with Yuasa, unfortunately. But mm. yeah, um, with this one, because of the fact that this came out in 1980, with Dae being a shell of its former sh- of its former self after it got revived, it has no budget at all. Like this is the epitome of low budget. Yeah. You know what the actual estimation of it is? Like the um, estimated budget. I haven't seen an estimate of the budget, unfortunately, because I actually looked to try to find that and how much it flopped. Mm-hmm. And I could not find specific numbers. But let me see real quick. Let me one second. I'm going to mm-hmm. guess $15. <laughs> Somewhere around there, I'm sure. That's what it it's... looks like. Let me see. Uh... Yeah, a lot of what I'm looking is just like question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, that's the thing. No one fucking knows. Yeah, like you could tell it's cheap. <laughs> How cheap? Um, no one can seem to find. Yeah, I can't find it, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, the budget. Oh, go go ahead. No, no, no go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say the budget was incredibly low. Mm-hmm. Hence why I... there's no other monsters in this. Outside yeah. of stock footage, watching it, it, it feels like it, it would probably have the budget of something like an asylum movie. Yeah, and a lot of <laughs> yeah. it feels like an asylum movie because, like, that's that's the hallmark of that of like uh, Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark or something like that. You don't yeah. really see any action <laughs> happening. It's kind of like they look at it and talk about it. But this movie had the advantage of at least having stock footage to show us, but. That that's all this movie is is characters sitting in rooms describing action or yeah. talking about action. Like uh, it, it's painful <laughs> just thinking about how they made it. Yeah, though so, so I will give you Asa credit for this, and I won't blame him for this because reading, you, you'll find that he actually was not happy with how low the budget was, and that he felt that that the expectations put on him in the movie. With such a low budget, were absolutely unreasonable. Yeah, and, and with that, I agree. Like, th- there is no way to make a movie of any quality with a budget this low. Yeah, it's like also you can't expect to try and revive a series like that after ten years and be like, "Here's twenty bucks, bring make Gamera popular again." Like, what do you expect? Yeah, it's yeah. so dumb. I also think it's worth mentioning. Just because I find it interesting, this is the last ever Showa era film, not just for Gamera, but in general. Because, like, even though Return of Godzilla technically came out in the Showa era per se, it was the start of the stylistic and tonal mm-hmm. shift to the Heisei era stuff. And I think that's also interesting to consider with this movie. That that's how you do a revival. You actually give them a big budget and uh, try out all these different special effects. When it's weird that they they wanted this to be Gamera is back. Like this is this is our our big uh, revival of Gamera. When they gave them nothing to work with, like yeah, I, I agree with you that you can't blame too much of any of the filmmakers on this when they just had nothing to help them out with it. Yeah, and I think that's really what hurts the movie, because like you said, just to get the elephant in the room out of the way, the stock footage mm. is just awful in the, in the film, because it's it's not really edited that well, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have a note about editing. <laughs> it's very choppy, it's very inconsistent. Sometimes fights that are different fights are edited together in ways that make them feel like janky. Like like Giron's fight and Barugan's fight in particular. Jiger's also, because they're edited down from what in the movies are like three different fights. It's like, like three or two different fights. 
into one singular fight, it it it, it does not work at yeah. all. I I like that you brought up the the Jagger fight because like I I feel like it's unintentional. But it, it made me laugh out loud. There, there's a scene. The villain, uh, space woman, uh, she's like talking to the to the knockoff star destroyer, and they say, "All right, we're gonna send Jagger down." And she says, "Yes, that'll work." And then it cuts immediately to Jagger falling on top of a building, and I'm just picturing them yes. throwing <laughs> yeah, so Jagger funny. from like the from like the star destroyer, throwing him to Earth, and he just that's we just see him landing on the building. That's how he got to Earth, and that's all I was thinking about. It's so funny because like that's just the immediate cut. They get like the little title too, it's like yeah, Jagger, yeah. like monster, fucking I don't know, whatever its title is, and then it's just fucking falling from the I sky immediately. It's like Devil Beast Jagger or something like that. <laughs> something. Oh, great. But yeah, I'm a crash or ton. If you have anything you guys want to say about the stock footage issue. I have a lot of things to say about the stock footage issue. Go ahead, Crash. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, it's like 90% of the movie. There's no new kaiju stuff in this. And besides fucking Gamera occasionally, like, like fucking floating in the air. <laughs> like, it's oh, it's just... <laughs> All of this felt like was just... It's like a greatest hit of the show era for Gamera. Like, it's just a big clip show. It's so boring because i've seen all this already and you know for us we're watching these a week after week so yeah. this is just like okay thanks for condensing the last seven weeks into one movie i guess <laughs> it's it's just so boring and so badly you can't can't make a movie that's 90 percent stock footage unless you're doing like a fucking documentary or something like i don't know what they were expecting with this it's so cheap yeah and like in comparison to like the Godzilla movie with the most stock footage, which apparently is All Monsters Attack, which I would not have expected. I feel like All Monsters Attack, at least, justified it in its plot mode. Mm-hmm. Because that movie is kind of meant to take place in the head of each hero, but that's a different discussion. I feel mm-hmm. like with this, they don't even, like... Like, the plot almost breaks to explain some stuff. Like, with Giron, Gamera literally flies into space, kills Giron, and then flies back to Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That part was so <laughs> hilarious. Um, hey. Oh, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I think the stock footage... Um, I'm not huge on stock footage in general, but you can genuinely... <laughs> usually accept it's kind of a consequence of a lower budget or just to save time if you're working on a TV production. But Super Monster really doesn't have that excuse. The fact that just every fight in this movie is just re-edited clips from the older movies. It's almost like... It almost feels insulting. Like, for an audience, especially ones that have seen the other Gamera films already, it's just like... Hey, you know those movies you like? Now you can watch the fights from them again, but in worse quality. <laughs> and it's just, and the loops they have to jump through to try and justify these scenes happening is just so. Uh, and, and, um, yeah. And like I was saying, um, uh, when we watched this also, by the 1980s, this was when you started getting like movies on VHS and on TV. So the allure of seeing the stock footage again because you couldn't see it like outside of a theater is kind of lost too. Like I'm pretty sure by this point you could see these gamma movies in other ways beyond just theatrically. Yeah. Do you think that uh, this movie would be worth recommending to someone who doesn't feel like watching six or seven uh, Gamera movies and just kind of wants to get the gist of what they're like? No, because I feel like this one's actually very weird in its own way. Okay. I feel like it's doing its own weird thing, but, 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 uh, but I'll, I'll get into that in a second because there's a topic I want to discuss that with. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but good question, though. Mm. Um... Also, I feel like because of the stock footage and how it has to be edited, it leads into some, like, I feel like the monsters in it get wasted. Like, we were discussing, um, 
you figured they would have saved Gauss for last because Gauss is Gamrat's arch enemy. But instead, yeah. Gauss ends up going first. It's really weird. The order of monsters they fight has no real meaning. It's I guess it's just what they thought looked nice edited together, but it's just yeah. really strange. There's no like hierarchy or build up to a specific villain. Because it fucking ends with Barugan. <laughs> yeah, I think I think them ending it on Barugan was them trying to be like, well, that was his first enemy. So because I don't think Gauss had that stigma yet of him of um he kind of greatest adversary yet, or I might yeah. be wrong. I he mean, had I mean, like, it. He was at least the most popular, I would say, at the time. Yeah, I guess the only reason why I would say that because you're at this point, it probably wasn't like super established yet. Just because he is technically the only one to kind of return in a really dank way, you know. Giron with like fucking space oh, gas. Right. Yeah, space gas. <laughs> and, so and, and I, like, I do know in terms of like because there was Gamera stage shows, Gauss apparently was presented as, as Gamera's biggest enemy, even back in like the late sixties, early seventies. Wait. Even if it's only by a bit, it just seems like Gauss yeah, would have been more fitting to end on. There was a Gamera stage production? Yes, with Godzilla. <laughs> I didn't even know what? That. Yeah. Oh, how did I? I need to re. Okay, I need to research that. Later. It, it's interesting. Topic, but... We only have have photos from it, but in that, Gauss presented as as Gamera's arch enemy. Oh, okay. I I have to look into that. <laughs> it's pretty interesting, but yeah, like you, because like to compare, because this movie's obviously ripping off the story of monsters. Like, let's be real. Yeah. That that element of the plot, all the monsters, is obviously taken from the story of monsters. And in that, it ends on King Ghidorah, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, like, my joke was, if you ended Destroyal Monsters on Godzilla's first enemy, we've ended on them all beating up Angiris. Like, <laughs> just, because, yeah, good point. Good just point. because somebody's the first doesn't mean they're fitting. Like, I'll give Barugan, at least Barugan's more of a threat than Angiris, per se. But at the same point, I feel like Gauss had already established himself in, in like, that kind of arch enemy role to a degree. Okay. Not as much as what happened later on, but so and also the other big ones to me, they entire remove Viras and Zigra's personalities by doing this. I'm hip. No, no more Zigra speeches. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they don't even try to go. Oh, we've allied ourselves with the Viras and the Zigra. It's just like, ah, oh, yeah, ah, uh, these formerly sapient species that were their own like civilizations. Are now like mind controlled by them for some reason. Yeah, I don't think this movie's trying to establish itself in any previous <laughs> canon or anything. They yeah, say, here's some footage of a monster. It's a, it's, it's just a monster now. Who cares what it was in its own movie? Yeah, literally. But it's just a shame. I feel like it removes any uniqueness that Viras or Zigra had had before mm-hmm. by virtue of that. Yeah, which no. is. Uh, a thing, I guess. But yeah, Alma, does anyone know something else you want to see about the stock footage? Can't think of anything think right of, now. Yeah. Ton? Yeah, I think it's my piece. Okay. Well, the second big obvious elf in the room, I want to get it out of the way. Um, The ripoffs in this movie mm. are really fucking funny and really fucking <laughs> obvious. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> This was after the giant Star Wars craze in yeah. Japan. <laughs> Same year as Empire Strikes Back. So obviously, they make the main villain a literal Star Destroyer. Fucking Star Destroyer. <laughs> I love that they don't even have like uh, like people that show up. Like there's the one space woman. But no, it is just the Star I'm Destroyer. Hip, yeah. The yeah. Star Destroyer, apparently. The, the same opening shot where the, the ship is flying over the camera and extending uh, from the original movie. Exactly. The music like, has a similar like chord progression to the real it, Star Wars. It's movie. so comical. It's just, fucking, it's just fucking Star Wars. I thought I was watching Spaceballs for a second. <laughs> I know, yeah, that, that weird, like, slightly boo-like-ass Star Destroyer. But yeah, it's like, yeah. no, this is all genuine. They were really like, yeah, check it out. We're cool. We got fucking Gamera Star Destroyer. Gamera X Star Wars. Like, it's so bad. It's so fucking weird. There's no, that's the thing. There's no monster, like, real villain in this besides a Star Destroyer spaceship. <laughs> it's so, so weird. Because it's just a Star Destroyer, and the voice on this on the evil space woman's like communication device. That's it. 
Yeah. You never see him. We're just led to like assume. I guess there's some someone on there. Yeah, maybe. or people on there because they say he's like a space pirate. <laughs> Apparently, no, but no budget for spaceships. That's then obviously. And yeah. The, big, the biggest waste of that of that star destroyer is like when when Gamera has the 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 face off with it at the end, where they're like flying towards each other. We don't even like see it blow up or anything. It just like. We get like a really far away shot and we see like a blue light in space and I guess we're supposed to wonder if Gamera is dead or not. But like if you're going to create any model at all with the no budget you have, at least blow it up at the end to give us something. <laughs> I'm cool. hip, yeah. But no budget to blow it up. <laughs> no <laughs> <Yeah>. budget. <laughs> we don't it. have enough money for pyrotechnics, but we can spray paint some black to make it look like a car got evaporated on on the on the parking lot <laughs> they could have like painted a sledgehammer green and just like broke it like on set and just mm -hmm. screened it out <laughs> ton as, as a big star wars person how do you feel about the star destroyer <laughs> well okay i'm gonna be uncharacteristic and say a nice thing oh okay oh uh, I think as a miniature, it's very impressive how well put together it is. Mm -hmm. It does look like something that could exist in Star Wars. And I just, I know how difficult making those miniatures are. So it's definitely impressive. But its usage in the movie, a lot less so. Yeah. Um, it just kind of sits there in space and then shoots down those badly edited in lasers. <laughs> and uh, like Cam said, you don't even see it blow up or fight Gamera. Like, I think if this movie had ended on like an epic space battle between Gamera and a fake Star Destroyer, that could have been awesome. But we don't get that. So it's just kind of wasted potential. So I won't fault the existence of Xanon. I think it's a cool... No, sorry, Xanon. I think it mm -hmm. looks cool, but like a lot of things in this movie, it's just kind of wasted. Also, like you brought up, Ton, their aim is awful. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I just thought that was the weird that 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 was weird that there's like when the girls are in their their Superman costumes, like that's the only time uh, the star star destroyer can shoot them. Yeah, and when they're out of here, like you can't see where they are and figure it out. Oh, jeez, don't even get me started on like the fucking space woman. <laughs> I don't know what they do in this movie. Well, funny enough, I was about to bring them up because they're <laughs> the second big late seventy sci fi thing from America that's ripped off. This is obviously ripping off Superman the movie with them. Yeah, yeah. It's a mix of Superman the movie, and at the time, the really blowing up Super Sentai stuff, and just in general, other ancient heroes like that. I, I was wondering that for a little bit. Was this like Daiye trying to do what Toho did with Zone Fighter and try to make a new superhero property, but spruced in with some Gamera to try and bring it more marquee value? Right I have now? to wonder, because while there's obviously Superman the movie stuff in it, like the flying and stuff, yeah. I also think it feels a lot like Henshin Hero stuff. Sure, yeah. yeah. I won't be surprised if the movie did well, they would have spun it off. They even take the little kid flying at the end, like Superman and Lois Lane. Oh, <laughs> boy. We'll get into that. <laughs> okay. Because that... Oh, boy. That's something. Right. That blue screen. <laughs> In general, everything with that. Um, but yeah, with that, I feel like, and this is where I will blame you, Asa. It it comes off as very creatively bankrupt, in my opinion. How much you're taking from other stuff? Yeah, it's just like two major other properties that existed right now, trying to put them together to be like, look, Gamera's hip. And it holds stuff you like from other better series. Check it out. And it just doesn't really work, especially because they don't really do anything with them. You can't just take, like, iconography from another series and just throw it into your own. 
and act like that's gonna make up for something you lack. Exactly. And I feel like they don't even blend it in that well into the movie, in my opinion. There's like fucking twelve minutes of new footage in this goddamn movie. So like it's also very poorly edited in together. Exactly. Felt like they didn't get a new Gamera costume. It felt like a pre-existing like Gamera puppet. Okay. For the flying shots. Okay. Here's the weird thing, and 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 I again, I guess I'll go get into the Gamera screen time now too. They actually did get a new Gamera suit. Oh, okay. And a new Gamera prop. They just ended up not using the suit at all, except for one brief scene. Is it the scene when he walks past the Godzilla sign? <laughs> yes. And it kind of sick because you brought it up now. That scene is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Because yeah. you're gonna you're gonna dunk on Godzilla in this absolute dog shit movie. The audacity. <laughs> like of all the gamma movies, this is the one where you try to be like, yeah, fuck you, Godzilla. We're better. Uh-huh. <laughs> so funny. That's why Toho has refused to work with Gamera ever since. It <laughs> Is it, it's because of that one shot? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be so funny if that's why. I mean, Toho would be those kind of petty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> that thing you did in 1980? Didn't like that, bro. That was rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like in all my Telltale games. Toho will... Toho will remember that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. Oh, yeah, start over, die. <laughs> but um yeah the suit like you mentioned okay the gamer suit has seen better days hasn't always looked perfect but it's definitely looked a lot better than it did in this movie and this movie is just so it looks dead it literally looks like a fucking like what's what's that called when you like stuff a dead animal taxidermy uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, taxidermy yeah, yeah. In this movie. taxidermy gamera no Gamera's eyes in this movie. That's the thing is, no, he's just so static. He just like floats arms out like a fucking prop. Because it's okay, they made the prop look like a prop in your movie. That's what you have to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, like it's but they have, like but it doesn't look convincing. Is exactly is yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just like he's just still like a fucking brick. No life or movement in it at all. It's not like shot in a way that like. At least kind of makes you think maybe it's alive. It's just like its mouth opens a little bit. Exactly, yeah. Just like they managed to squeeze squeeze the hinge a little bit to make it look like his mouth is opening somewhere. Uh-huh. And it's so unconvincing. And like the other thing I feel like Oh wait. One second. First though, Cam, do you know why they had to use a new camera suit? I don't actually. Please inform me. When Dai went bankrupt in nineteen seventy one. There was a little bit of a riot on, on, on the studio set. Oh, okay. And in the process, the angry employees burnt all the gamma stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm hit. Wow. <laughs> it's so funny. It's one of my favorite. Just the idea of them being like, fuck camera. It is lighting it on fire. Kills me. <laughs> oh, you know what? This, this movie makes so much more sense now. <laughs> they, they just didn't. They wanted to like have all the monsters come back, but they didn't have any of the costumes because it was all destroyed. Wow. Yeah, it's it's it, it's pretty it, it's pretty wild. It explains um, a lot. Yeah. But, but on the other hand, though, it's been eight years since then. Sure. Nine years, depending on when they started filming. So it's like, uh, guys, you had plenty of time to recover from that. It's yeah. not like Toho never lost suits before either. Mm-hmm. But then again, the day was also still strapped for cash. But that's another topic on how Dai was eternally strapped for cash right. <laughs> by this point. Seeing, like I said, they did go bankrupt for a time and have to be yeah. bailed out. Yeah. It's not like Toho didn't have their budget cuts with stuff like they wanted Varen and Destroy All Monsters, but the original suit was gone. All that was left was that stiff prop. And yeah. Flies around in a few shots. For sure. I think that the main difference was just like, yeah, it's, it's funny. You know, we talked a lot in our Godzilla stuff how like Toho has had its own very many fair shares of like financial complications. But uh, I think, like you said in the last episode, Mulder, because the president of Dai was just like 
a fucking idiot. Like he was just like wasting yeah. money on like stupid shit. And it's like if it wasn't for that, I think they probably would have been in a slightly better place. Yeah, definitely. Like I think that's the big difference between Dai and Toho. For all of Toho's many issues they had financially, because the entire like I think something to bring in mind to bring up here, the entire financial um uh, oh, what am I saying? The entire theatrical industry was having very big issues at the time in Japan. And nobody was doing well, to be honest. Like from mm-hmm. 1970 into about 1990, the industry was suffering heavily. Wow. There was like 20 years of like, we have no money. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why Toho retired Godzilla themselves until 1984. But Dae, the president was super wasteful in what he spent his money on. Like they bought a baseball team. All kinds of crazy, ex- extravagant stuff for the sake of it. Hence why the employees rioted when they got laid off in the bankruptcy. Because they were like, you caused this by your own financial misruin. So, like, I kind of get it. But that's a big tangent. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, no problem. The financial troubles episode. I mean, One yeah, day. I think it's all relevant because of how how low budget it is and so uh poorly produced this movie is talking about like you know the state the state of the of uh the industry in japan during that time what i what i also find interesting though is at least kaiju Weisel wasn't just on film that stuff was was failing because over in tv ultraman 80 killed ultraman for 20 years practically (laughs) which is which is wild to me. There was no Japanese Ultraman for until like the late nineties, early two thousands. Wow. I'm pretty sure Tiga was the first one because I know there was Jack and Powered, but those were from Australia and America, respectively. <laughs> they were not Japanese productions solely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, so only Godzilla kind of got off easy because his hiatus was only nine years. Gamera's hiatus would end up being like 15 years. But anyways, let me not get into a big tangent. It's, it's so long. But um, yeah. Movie definitely, as we've stated many times, has no budget. <laughs> but, <variety>. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. We got more Gamera mm-hmm. after this at all. After how, like, yeah. how big of a fail this is. And and. And speaking of Gamera, that's Gamera. <laughs> fun fact: There's only two minutes of Gamera in in this movie. That's new. Oh. <laughs> that makes sense. That's it's insane it. to me. I yeah. was like two minutes. Oh my god! So and like nothing happened in those. He feels he feels almost like he's not meant to be in this movie. <laughs> Like you can't you're trying to do a monster movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to do a monster movie without like your monster. Like, what are you doing? There's no budget for that. Ugh. No budget. <laughs> but also, there's one more topic I want to get into before I cover the characters. Mm-hmm. Because they're most of the movie anyways. Yeah. Um Ton, <laughs> do you wanna lead us in with the anime stuff in this movie? Because I think it's, oh I, think, God, yeah. I think you have to cover this because you love Yamato. Yeah, so there's two very strange scenes in this movie where while Gamera's flying through space, you see a sun shift in the stock footage instead of live action. It's Gamera flying against what's clearly animation, and you hear the iconic theme song of. Space Battleship Yamato. Now, if you're not an anime person, you don't recognize Space Battleship Yamato. You might, if you know anything about Japanese media, you'll at least recognize the ship itself. Or if you know the American title, Star Blaze. And, um, <laughs> it's just so random. They literally just took the intro of Yamato, the first couple minutes of it, and I'm flying next to the Yamato. It's so uh, weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Because, like, oh, yeah, I was just, we're just watching it, and all of a sudden it's just, like, fucking anime spaceships. Like, what? I was so confused. <laughs> like, I, I, I was like, did they randomly, like, is this where the budget went into? But then you're like, no, it's just fucking footage from another property. A little, <laughs> I don't even own, right? Like, No, uh, they don't own it. Usually <laughs> me and Ton were talking about this over the weekend. We were, we were like, what happened there? It Was it, like, a promotion? Did they steal it? <laughs> what yeah. happened? Because we could not figure out if this was official or not. They were just like, yo, what do the kids like? Um, they like Star Wars. Yeah, they like superheroes. They like anime. All right, put it all in there. They fucking exactly. It like, it's nothing to the so plot, bizarre. Right? We could not figure it out. And it's not just your model either. Go ahead, son, mm-hmm. for the second one. Yeah, and the other one is Galaxy Express 999, which is another really popular anime from the <laughs> 70s. And both are made by... um. Leiji Matsumoto, so I hope to God they like at least asked his permission <laughs> before just stealing his manga. Yeah, fucking the space train. I was so like confused. I was already confused. It's a space train. I was down with it, but then Gamma was like, "Yo, it's a space train." I'm like, "I'm hip." Like, and it's like, <laughs> what is it doing in the movie? And Gamma has just no and he purpose. Sees it, and mm-hmm. I, they only kind of try to imply it's like a dream, but then also not a dream. Because like, like here's like here's the weird thing with the dream stuff. They imply the dreams are happening because that because like when they hear about how like the kid dreamed of Gus being the future, like oh man, he must like know what's going on or something. So it's like, what is it? I'm really confused by it. <laughs> the the yeah, space when he tells his mom that all his dreams come true, and then he he dreams about this this space train <laughs> that's like that's heading towards Earth. I went, oh, here, here's a new kind of bad guy showing up on a cartoon train. Oh, and nothing happens. It's never referenced again. It just goes away from the movie. That would have been way more interesting if they had but, to find this big train. But, like, just for me, because me and Ton are um, Yamato fans, when that started happening, I was dying laughing. It was so funny. I could not get over it. Took me out of the movie for a solid minute. I was just laughing. Because I knew it was it was there. I knew it was coming. But I thought the stock footage would be to like boost up like the space fighting or whatever. But then the fucking seam starts, and I'm like, oh my god, they're just flat up inserting Yamato into this. <laughs> it was so funny. So I could like not get over 20 it. Twenty years of gamer getting fucking hit on the head. He's just got like brain damage now. He's just seeing trains in space and shit. He's just seeing shit now. Mm-hmm. That's as good an explanation as any. And, like, see, like, with the dreams, I don't know if that was you also, like, trying to mix in what kids were into with Gamera. And, like, see, look, they're dreaming about their favorite things. Or if it's part of that thing. Because there is a bit of product placement earlier on for Shonen Jump where they randomly advertise one of the Shonen Jump manga. And they're like, look at Muscle Man or where the fuck's name is. (laughs) Maybe you remember the name. Is it Muscle Man? Uh Yeah, Muscle Man, yeah. Oh, wow, I got it right, cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if there's promotional stuff going on here, because as we've seen in the past two movies, Dae and Gamera are a slut for promotional stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. But and, um... the, and with this budget, they need all the money they could get, but it's it's very confusing, and it does not fit in with the plot at all. Yeah. That's just kind of name of the game here, I guess. But um, give me flashbacks to uh, Godzilla versus Hetera when they had their little weird animation. <laughs> but oh, yeah. at least there, yeah, that was that was original stuff at least. Yeah, yeah. At like least that was created yeah. for the movie and not just taken from something else. Exactly. Like, fun, fun fact. With that, fun fact with that, we still don't know what studio made that animation. Really? Yeah. It's really interesting. Okay. But yeah, anyways, that's Godzilla trivia. That's not even trivia. Let me not get that. <laughs> we um, uh, going back to Godzilla. <laughs> well, we just really want to go back to Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, I guess that's a good way to lead into the characters who are like the main part of this movie. Um, yeah. I guess we'll start with the kid. Um, he's not the worst kid. I feel like in okay. the franchise. <laughs> No, he could be worse. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's always he's fine. He's a little stupid, in my opinion. 
Like, like, like he trusts strangers. <laughs> yeah, not... yeah. No, I wanted to bring up stranger dangers. I was like, oh, who, who is this kid's mom? Not tell, not telling him, hey, don't go off with some random lady who's yeah. going to show you Gamera fighting a monster on the beach. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, that's hip. a trap, kid. <laughs> Whoa, she's like, Cam. I'll buy you Borger. Like, <laughs> True. Well, Cam, you have to remember. Um, the mom is 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 the is the only Amish person in Japan, okay, hence why, uh, hence, okay. hence why she doesn't think <laughs> that that the events going on around her are, are happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. she's always That's like why, oblivious to it. She doesn't listen to anybody. She, she's, <laughs> she's like completely. He's like, well, well, she tells her son, um, uh, what the fuck was his name again? Well, let me find his name so I don't know. Oh, Keiji. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He keeps, she keeps telling Keiji, there's no gamma fighting monsters. It's like, lady, look <laughs> at the fucking news. What are you missing? <laughs> she doesn't trust the news, you see. She also doesn't trust newspapers or television. Well, 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 well crass. That's why we explained it away. I know, yeah. She's <laughs> Amish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see, we're, we're, we're fixing the show of Gamma, like one episode at a time. But it kind of feels like the whole world is oblivious. So this this is kind of a backtrack. But earlier in the movie, there's like a voiceover from the Star Destroyer that like says, there are space women living on your world. And the three of them are like, oh, yes! no, we're found out and all that. But then when um when uh, the evil space woman shows up, she like gets hit, hit on by some dudes. And you could like see her behind her. There's just a bunch of people going about their business. It's like. Did the whole world just hear that? Like, no one's panicking about that. They're just kind of like, yeah, it, 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 it's super life. weird. <laughs> In that same scene, though, she fucking like paralyzes that one dude. That's pretty funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's or something. But yeah, yeah though. Stuff that feels like an asylum movie is when, like, it, it, it's just so minuscule, just happens, just three characters know about it, but then it feels like the rest of the world has no idea. Yeah, it, it, it's super weird. It has that really like weirdly small scale feel, but they're trying to make it like worldly. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Also, also with KG, he definitely has a lot of Toshio from the first movie. Okay, I was gonna say mm-hmm. this movie comes full circle because this kid is kind of like Toshio Light, like Toshio Two. Like, he, yeah, he fucking loves <clears throat> turtles. Gets that turtle, and he's kind of a dumbass. And I was like, <laughs> I was, I was waiting for like. I talked about this in the movie. It's like the end reveal. It's like his dad shows up from like a business trip, and it's like, dude, his dad is Toshio. It's like it all makes sense. <laughs> that would have been iconic. I wish they did that, but alas, <laughs> we don't even see his dad. He's just off screen all the time. That's my head. That is Gamera. That is Gamera. <laughs> his dad. He thinks his dad is Gamera. He ran off to be with a turtle. <laughs> There's one other thing I want to talk about. With KG, but I think I'll, I'll do it as its own point afterwards. But yeah, though he's not bad. Like I think there's been worse kid characters. I think Toshio's way more annoying. Oh yeah, and, for um, sure. Um, the Zegra kids are more annoying, but not by any fault their own. Too young. To yeah, be doing the movie. He he he's kind of in the middle of the line. I feel like. Yeah, like um, I think the actor um does a real does a good job just making Keiji just kind of a fine character, so he doesn't really feel that obnoxious. If he's he's a little simple, since he doesn't really have another kid to play off of. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. other the other big characters are the three space women. Mm-hmm. We can just lump them together, to be honest. Yeah, because <laughs> the only one that has like any presence is, is the pet shop one. I mean, yeah. The other two are just kind of there. They don't do anything. Really, the space women don't do much in regards to the plot. There's so yes, there's a I lot have. of talk from the villains where it's like, oh, it's the space women. They are yeah, the ones the who are helping woman. Gamera beat the monsters, but they're really not. They have the one I moment did. when they see try like to something Gamera, but yeah, they save him from that. But that's it. They don't do anything. What? What? Okay, because you brought it up real quick to go on, go on a tangent. I hate how they reuse the Gamma versus Viras plot there. It's so annoying. Because they use the same stock footage they use in Viras practically for that too. Mm-hmm. Same movie. The fucking damn scene for the third time. Okay, that that was weird. that was the funniest shit ever. Because yeah, they yeah, they reused the damn scene three times. So that just means like in universe, they just like rebuilt it and then Gamma just came by and fucking destroyed it again. So a third time they're like, damn, 
This is the third time we've had to rebuild this dam. But luckily, <laughs> Gamera's are good. And then Gamera fucking destroyed. They must hate Gamera so much. Exactly. It's so funny. <laughs> and like, and like, to show his, his rampage, they used the stockage from the fucking 1965 movie on the TV. Yeah, I was <laughs> waiting for that. They were like, okay. Even, even they were like, okay, well, we can't get away with using black and white footage at this point. So they tried to play it off by being like, oh, it's just shitty footage from a TV. Yeah. So dang. Or like, also... When they used the footage from Jagger of when Gamera got like impregnated with the parasite, <laughs> but it's like oh, he yeah. wasn't destroying things on purpose. <laughs> but they try to make it seem like that. It's so funny. This 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 movie. But yeah, going back to the space woman, they really don't do much outside of that bit. And when they fight the space, the evil space woman <laughs> at the playground, and something something which I realized. The opening implies that they were the ones being chased with that spaceship. So how did they get their identities right away like that? They had a backup identity, I guess. Oh. And every every planet they go to, they already have a set identity ready for when they need to <laughs> hop in at any time. Come on. Okay. <laughs> it's all clearly implied in the backstory. So were, so were those kids that one of them were was teaching, were they like sitting there ready? Like, all right, we're, we're here to see the cover up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There, she's exactly. gonna be coming soon if she's getting chased by a star destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> she called ahead. She's like, guys, I'm gonna be a little late. She'll hold on for me. Yeah, and like yeah, to yeah. me, <laughs> what I find really, really funny with the space woman is how bad all the special effects are with them. Like the flying looks awful. Mm-hmm. When their car turns into a spaceship, it doesn't even turn into a spaceship. It turns into like a weird orange orb. Dude, orange the, the blurry, the blurry orange blob. Like from a distance, it's so. It's and, like, even... and, and like the inside is just like a white soundstage. For yes, like, I wanted like to talk about the interior of that <laughs> blob where it's just a bunch of white sheets. That's the I'm budget hit. we're working with. It's a bunch it's of white like sheets as a background. Oh, it's awful. It's not even <laughs> even. Like you see part yeah. of it like hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, and like beyond that, with the space woman also, they don't do much of anything with their powers either. Yeah, I was complaining about that the whole movie. It was like, what do they do? They 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 sometimes do a dance and they sometimes shrink, and they sometimes fly, but they don't help like at all with the plot. Of Casey, besides being like, yo, there's like an evil alien woman or something. Yeah, the shrinking to me is really weird. I don't get it. They don't use Why it for anything shrinking? except to like, yo, can you sneak us into like your house or some shit? They do later. <laughs> yeah, it's they just have no it's weird they try to play them off as like yo these are like these superheroes but they don't do anything they just kind of hang around the most they do is like i said they free gamera and yeah. then they fight and by <laughs> fight i mean it's literally it's only a slight and, tussle on the playground <laughs> and, and it's literally only the main one um, have you any other two just watching they can only take turns that's their power <laughs> <laughs> but yeah also they have big lesbian vibes also weirdly enough <laughs> It's just it isn't so, a like, bad thing. It's just like okay. I just don't get like what their presence is. Like I guess you said because they needed like a superhero because that was popular. But yeah. like they don't. The superhero has like nothing to do with them. Honestly, could have just been a fucking normal person. A TBH. We've had normal people fight aliens before. Yeah. <laughs> so the superheroing doesn't add anything. It just feels wasted because of the budget. Exactly. Have watched. Have you guys watched Steven Universe? I has. I, I, it kind of doesn't it kind of make you think of that there's a little kid oh my god though these three ladies <laughs> now that you're saying it. oh my god it is the universe sugar saw this movie and said i can make this into a suit and even like with how they deal with the villain where like uh that this is steven universe treats all their villains like all right oh we and now you can be our friend and they, <laughs> she just hangs out with them for the rest of the movie i cannot see steven that now universe. <laughs> it is Steven Universe Gamera. Oh my god. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of the evil space woman, um she's fine, I guess. Evil and space woman. Yeah. She's just her, like, her, her her redemption arc is super dank to me. Oh yeah. It's so rushed. I I love it. It's so funny. She's just like later on, she's like, damn, if I go back, uh nebulous spaceship is gonna kill me <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like no you can stay with us and then she's like she's like she sleeps in the same bed as the kids like oh you're my sister now it's so fucking weird remember it's that? so weird that but it's so weird and then later on i love when 
they do that same shit in Steven Universe with like Lapis Lazuli <laughs> and Peridot and all that, where they just like live with them now. They just become friends later. I'm hit. And then like at the end when she's like, he's like, hey, like, have you found a space room? She's like, yeah, uh, these coordinates. And she gets fucking shot. Why would she? Why she kill us? <laughs> she could have just been like, yo, shoot like two feet away from me. And like could accomplish the same thing. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I think so the dang. idea was like, she sacrificed herself so the Star Destroyer thinks this those good guys are dead now. But like, does I it know? But does it know when it's hit some somebody? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But like, don't that's know not something the they ever knows and doesn't know. It doesn't like, make any sense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, when you shoot someone, you don't fucking you can't tell. Like, okay, I shot someone. Like that guy's like five million fucking miles away in space. How's he about to be like? Um, actually, I hit the sand next to your feet. Like, he's not about to fucking know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's gonna use like a prop and, or something. And, and then she's like, I wanna be reborn on Earth. And we were so sure the movie would end with like a baby girl being born for like the mom. Aww. No. Aww. No, nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which makes it really weird. Um hmm, Ton. Yep. Do we wanna go into what me and you were talking about now, or should I talk about Gamera's death first? If you talk about Gamera's death first. Okay, Gamera fucking dies in this. Okay. It's not even ambiguous. Fine. Crab, Gamera is fucking dead. <laughs> Basically, to explain, Naraki also was so upset by the budget, he was like, I am not letting Gamera suffer anymore. <laughs> so he made Gamera get killed off. Mercy kill. And it's such a weird bit, because he, it, it, they just, like, rush towards each other, but it's just, like, with camera angles. Yeah, would would that even kill Gamera? I mean, to be fair, Gamera's kind of <clears throat> Gamera's weak as shit. So yeah, I was gonna say it's okay. He probably would kill him. <laughs> well, yeah, the, it's... Kids, the kids are upset, and the space woman have this weird like. It's okay because Gamera died for peace. It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> Only through the elimination of violence can we go towards <laughs> world peace or something like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was gonna happen eventually, kid. You seen yeah. on Gamera fights? You seen... <laughs> <laughs> he died being a Star War. <laughs> it's such a weird scene, but at, at the same time, though, I like it. I feel like it's almost symbolic of the end of the Showa era as a whole for kaiju movies. Yeah, they fucking died in a bursting flame of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was really weird though, because like they crash into each other, and it's just like silence in space for like literally like ten seconds. They yeah. hold on to that yeah. silence for so long. I was just like, I thought you paused the movie at first. I was like, like, <laughs> like freeze or something, and it's like, okay, now there's the explosion. It's so weird. Um, Ton, do you have any thoughts on anything we talked about? By the way, uh, I I just realized I forgot to ask you. <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah, I guess um just. On the top of Gamera's death, uh, I on paper I like the idea of like Gamera kind of having his um, Iron Giant moment of self sacrifice because that just kind of feels like the optimum of his character. I just wish he was in a better movie and a better <laughs> yeah. team because like it's just really badly edited. It's so awkward, and then the reaction is just kind of tame. I I'm not really huge on it. And then, yeah, the space woman. It's like, they're fun characters. Like, like, the actresses do a good job and they interact well with each other. And the, the action scene in the playground is good. Um, But it's like, it just doesn't really fit that well into the movie because just, it, as with everything, everything's so cheap and weirdly put together. Nothing just fits well. Like, that's probably the big thing with this movie. Like, I don't think any idea in it is bad, per se. Uh-huh. In fact, they had the budget. It probably could have been a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. As it is, it just... None of it works. Yeah, that's fair. Ton, do you want to lead us into that other topic I, I was hinting at? <laughs> yeah, um... There's some, um... Uncomfortable... Uh, interactions as well, and like, okay, I, I'll state this: it's like I'm an American, I'm not Japanese, especially not from the '80s. So, you know, 
us Americans have different standards when it comes to kids interacting with adults. But when you have this kind of character dynamic of a kid hanging out with a bunch of adults, it just it gets weird to a certain point. Like the scene with Giruge, um, that's the evil space woman sleeping in the bed with the kid, and the whole sister scene. And it just has the one scene where the kid's mother is worried because he's gone from home all the time. And the leader of Space Woman is like, oh, don't worry, we'll send him home as soon as we see him. And then at the end of the movie, they're just flying off in space. <laughs> like, I hope they bring them, they brought him home after that, but... <laughs> and, like, to me, what makes it weird is they're like, you're a space man now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? It's just super awkward. It is weird. I think they're just trying to be like, oh, like you're a hero now. But like, it's just weird how they do it, kind of. Like, to be blunt, because Tun's not willing to pull the bandaid off, <laughs> it has almost sexual undertones <laughs> at points in this movie. Because there's just weird bits in this movie. Like, for example, not to get too um, uh, graphic. In the bit after the fight scene, they, you see the kid cleaning off the main space woman, and he keeps touching her ass. It's like, what is going on there? I didn't notice that. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, there's just weird bits in the movie that almost have sexual undertones, and it's like, is that just an unfortunate accident or something? Yeah, I, I, I want to hope so. Is what mm -hmm. I'll say. But it kind of emerges when you're putting the kid with adults rather than with other kids like the past movies. Right. Yeah. Because, uh, like, in the past movies, when you had the space one and the kids interacting, it's like, it was kind of like a almost Scooby-Doo kind of vibe mm -hmm. with it. And here, because that's the only other characters in the movie aside from the kids, it's just... Uh, uh, it, it comes off weird. <laughs> I'm not sure if maybe you guys picked up on any of that, though. Maybe just me and Ton. I, I, I didn't really. I, I like. I see what you're talking about, like of how you could have, but I don't know. I always kind of. I just saw it more of a, uh, like this. This is kid. He he has information that we need, so we gotta work with him. And, uh, like maybe it could have worked better. Like I think they were going for like big sisters kind of thing. Uh. Maybe it could have worked more if we saw that the kid just had no friends whatsoever. But yeah, he, that's the other thing. He had buddies. friends. Like mm -hmm. reading Gamera and muscle comics and stuff like that. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get sexual overtones from it, but uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, th I, th I think they just did it. I think there's just some part to just seem weird. I don't think at all that was intentional. Mm -hmm. It's just probably just strange stuff. Yeah. Very strange, especially the scene of the kid sleeping in the same bed as the <laughs> that was pretty. Yeah, weird. yeah. Can sleep on the floor. I, I, I kind of felt weird doing that. That's <laughs> the big one. That's like that, and and the other scene I mentioned, and the ending. Those are the biggest two. That's like what? Mm -hmm. Especially because, like Tun said, I am not sure if you're meant to think that the kid went back home or not. <laughs> I, I think, think they're just thing. like, all right, we're gonna do an epic soaring scene for the last game. <clears throat> yeah. He's got Very so many more adventures with them now. <laughs> poorly edited shot of Tokyo. <laughs> exactly. See, that's what I want. That's the last thing I want to think of showing Gamera. Poor compositing. <laughs> oh, the, all the worst compositing. You can see all the matte lines. On <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so. Funny. But yeah, um, does anyone else have anything they want to discuss with with, with this movie? Talk about the turtle. Oh yeah, there's also a turtle in this movie that gets freed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was also half expecting. At the end, it's going to be like, you remember Tibby? Fucking Pee-wee. Fucking <laughs> Whatever his name is from the first one, he's the new Gamma right now. Because Gamma is fucking dead. Long live Tibby, the new Gamma. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. But I just thought it was funny how um they had like 12 turtles in a tiny-ass box. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, the turtle's just like vibing. You're like, the turtle's like, please free me. I want to get out of here. I just kind of interpreted that, that the 
turtle he let go in the beginning kind of turned into Gamera or somehow? Like... I'm 40,000% sure Gamera accidentally killed that turtle when he emerged. <laughs> <laughs> Just accidentally stepped on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's so funny. But, um, yeah. Is there anything else about this movie to talk about? Not really, unless anyone has, anyone has any ideas. Or, or something to share. I think it's funny how they edit in people like their new characters reactions to old scenes and they're just like whoa oh like it's like staring like add nothing <laughs> no stakes at all because they weren't in that scene originally. exactly <laughs> it's it's so comical <clears throat> there's yeah, like the f- speaking have. of that oh oh, oh go, oh, go no, ahead no, 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 go ahead go ahead oh no say the funniest bit of that crash is when the ziggur fight you can see sea world in in oh, the yeah, stock footage <laughs> I'm hip, but then like when they cut back, you know, because the footage <clears throat> not fucking there, so it's just really awkward. Also, also, crash like you said, they've used that beach like five times by now. I'm hip. They use that beach all the fucking time. That's just the Gamera Beach, mm-hmm. <laughs> the one spot that, that no one charges them to film on. Just like, yeah, shit, let's go over here. The only other note I have for this movie is that they have a keyboard to control their van slash spaceship. Oh yeah, they use that like a like a musical keyboard, and I went, "Wow, this is where the budget's got us at." They couldn't get (laughs) like they couldn't deck out their van spaceship with actual buttons. They just used a tiny little keyboard. Keyboard. (laughs) So sad. (laughs) All right. Oh my god. All right. I think we we can wrap it up. Um. Uh, all right, Ton. Do you want to do, do do your closing thoughts first? Sure. Um. So, Gamma Super Monster. Wow. <laughs> this is harder than I thought. This was a movie. Um. Yes. It's the marks the end of an era. Um. Like I said, it has interesting ideas. I think if like they had the money to make this movie and the props and stuff. They could have made something really interesting, but they didn't. So instead you have this, um, would I recommend Gamera super monster? No, not at all. (laughs) Um, I think it's a funny movie. I think if you're bored and you have, Maybe you can watch it with friends. It's probably entertaining, but that's like the only context in which I'd say it's worth it to watch this movie. Uh, I I think it just kind of represents the kind of... It's just kind of symbolic of Gamera's kind of... Show Gamera's legacy. Um, I'm glad... I'm glad Gamera stepped up from this point and didn't end here because it would have been a really sad legacy otherwise it really would have mm-hmm. yeah i pretty much the same thing it's kind of sad and funny how a lot of these gamer movies are like yeah only watch it if you want something like fun to watch and make fun of but this is like probably the most egregious camera cheapest one there's like really nothing new here it's very poor would not really recommend it unless you want to make fun of it because it's just it's just poorly edited drying dry <laughs> boring stock footage yeah all this random shit i could say it's just not a very well-made movie <clears throat> and it's the end of the show well, i guess it's kind of representative of how that era has been for gamma unfortunately yeah but at least it's over Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Get like 15 of your friends to come over, get plastered, and put this movie on. It's a trip. <laughs> You'll probably have a good time in that kind of setting. Don't do what I did and just watch it alone in your room late Oof. at night and with the lights off. It just Sounds becomes miserable. sad. <laughs> you just get sad. Uh, it's uh, it's garbage. Bottom of the barrel. Not very good. <laughs> I sing this movie. This is my the first time where I have to say, I don't think I've said it before, but I would not recommend this movie. I'm pretty sure I haven't said that before. Only, mm-hmm. only, only to the hardest of hard, the most hardcore of Gamma fans or Kaiju fans. Mm-hmm. Why, why I recommend this too? Yeah, because anyone else is not going to enjoy it. It's not the funniest Gamma movie. It's not the most like well made. Yeah, it's not the most insane. If you want like a good show Gamma movie, this Galaxy. If you want a funny one, this Gear on. 
if you want a unique one, there's Barugan. There's no reason to really watch this, I feel like. Unless you're a completionist. Like us. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know what was so super about this monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best point yet. <laughs> super Star Destroyer. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Cam, where can people where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Apocalypse Entertainment. I talk about giant monster movies, horror movies. I have a malignant video coming out soon. Oh, cool! Out for that. And you can find me on Twitter at Cam underscore Sky underscore Walker. Cool. So yeah, thank you, thank you for coming on. It was a lot of fun having you. Hey, thank you so much. This was a blast. So yeah, this was our final show again episode. Thankfully, we're free. We finally get to, we finally get to do Hasty Gamma now. I have some of my favorite kaiju stuff. Fucking finally. The reason why I suffered through eight movies of this. Uh, <laughs> the build-up. Yeah. Finally, we get to do... Kaneko comes in, saves Gamera's ass, makes Gamera cool. Fuck yeah, let's go. Finally. <laughs> so, but, but, that, but that'll be next week. Um, I think, thank you guys for listening. This has been episode eight of the Gamma Roundtable. Next time we'll be covering Gamera and Guardian of the Universe. Finally. Ooh. And... Until then, thank you for listening, and have a good day.